Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let us take your business. My top 107.1 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. I need information. I thought you might be able to help. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 107.1. Now tell us everything, everything, everything. George Clooney has confirmed he once gave 14 friends suitcases packed with a million dollars in cash. Uh, he said, quote, I thought, you know, without them, I don't have any of this. And if I get hit by a bus, they're all in the will. So why am I waiting to get hit by a bus? It's still one of the coolest stories you've ever heard from a celebrity. We'll get into the details of how he actually went about pulling this off because the gesture is great. But then there are some logistical things that I didn't know about that he told GQ, which I think are quite interesting. Perfect. Okay. Um, Camilla Cabello and Sean Mendez are a couple. Sean Mendez opened up about how he almost ruined their relationship. Um, he said, I went through a month where I couldn't really even communicate with her because I was struggling with anxiety and I didn't want her to see me weak. Uh, and I was on the verge of ruining our relationship. And then when you come out on the other end, you're like, listen, I'm struggling here. It's hard for me to even say this to you. And um, so then they started growing their relationship after that. Hmm. You know, she had terrible stage fright and anxiety. I'm surprised by that because she's a great performer. She, uh, right. And so when she quit Fifth Harmony, part of the reason she did was because she had to just get herself together because she was so afraid and just riddled with anxiety and uh, social anxiety and doing interviews and everything. And you would never know because she masks it very well. But she's a real sweetheart. I've interviewed her before and even though she was having a tough time, you know, it was still, you know, you just, you would never know because she seems so confident, but a lot of times people who go through that, they're masking all of that. Yeah, they're good at faking it. All right. Ted Danson is doing a virtual reunion of Cheers, Three Men and a Baby, and uh, other cast he's been involved with to raise money for the L.A. Food Bank. He's him. a sweetheart. I like him a lot. Yeah, he yeah. seems so likable. His He has a great interview with Sam Jones, off-camera with Sam Jones. Great podcast. Really? Yeah, yeah. check it out. He, uh, I just love how much he loves his wife, too. He's just like, just... I just haven't followed his career really after those. I, I, I'm... I don't know. I just He's don't know a lot about him. He's great in The Good Place, Don. Oh, okay, yes. If you haven't seen yes, The Good yes. Place, it's worth binging. It's yeah, on my cute. list. Yeah. All right, that's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app uh, or go to mytalk1071.com. 
I just needed some dirt. Thank you. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 107.1. Sorry, I hijacked your story there, Steve. I just saw oh, no. the sheet. <laughs> Sometimes I can't consume all no, the information. This, that, was a, that was a wonderful, uh, wonderful tease. This, this George Clooney story came out, when was it? Donna, two uh, years ago? Yeah, yeah. Something while. like that. Well, no, was it, mm, was it 2013? Well, that was when he did it, but the but story the just story... came to light from, what is it, Cindy Crawford's, her, his Casa, Casa Migos, Migo Wee Wee. Migo Wee Wee. His Casa Migos <laughs> uh, partner, Randy, Jim Jim. Gerber. 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 Just keeps getting better. Anyway, somebody told the story. It was Randy. He told that a couple of years ago. And so it was like, wow, George Clooney gets 14 of his friends together. And as a thank you, gives them each a million dollars in a briefcase, taxes already taken care of. That was the story that we knew. And it just expanded a little bit, just with a couple extra details that were pretty cool. As Don mentioned, first of all, the why, the reason why he did it was he thought, you know, as he said, without them, I don't have any of this. And if I get hit by a bus, they're all in the will. So why the bleep am I waiting to get hit by a bus? So I love that, right? Don't wait until you're dead to to be generous. It's cool to be a part of that experience. But the real question then becomes, and these people, as the story goes, they come in, there's a table George takes them to, and each spot has a briefcase waiting for them. And then imagine Clooney's like, don't open the briefcase yet. And you might be thinking, okay, inside it's... Tickets to a trip that we're going to take, or I don't know, keys to a car, or whatever. Or the Super Bowl, or yeah. something. And instead, they each then open it up, and there is $1 million in cash in each of these. So here's what he had to do to actually get the $1 million in cash. That was my next question, because that's $14 million. Times 14. Yes. So he rented, George Clooney rented an old beat-up van that said florist on it. And he drove to the place. And apparently there's this undisclosed location in downtown L.A. that has giant pallets of cash. He gets into a freight elevator with the van, took it down to the vault, loaded it up with cash. Starting to feel like Ocean's Eleven. It is. Starting to feel like Ocean's Eleven. He only told his assistant and a couple of security guys. George said they were soiling their shorts over the plan. But he pulled it off without a hitch. George then divided the loot into 14 packs. Not quite as heavy as you'd think, by the way, he says. He didn't talk about how he handled the taxes, but uh, Randy Kerper, who first told the story, said that George told them he'd covered all of the taxes beforehand. Now, let's talk about the weight of a briefcase. How much does a million dollars weigh? Hmm. If you assume that all the bills were 100s, each $100 bill weighs one gram. There are about 454 grams in one pound. So this is good if you're doing distance learning with your kids from home. Or baking with Bake with a Legend because they do everything in grams. Oh, wonderful. I didn't know <laughs> oh, how many right. grams were in a pound. Right. I would have guessed 15 grams in a pound. That would have been off. But yeah, because a gram is super small. Super small. No, I know. So $1 million would be $10,100 bills, which would be roughly 22 pounds. But let's go back to that dinner. And I get it. You're friends with Clooney, and I'm sure you've been there on the receiving end of his generosity before. But imagine the shock 
that must have happened when they open their briefcases at what they think is just a dinner, a guy's weekend, whatever. And then they see the $1 million, you know that the taxes are paid for and the cash that you're looking at is yours to keep. That, That had to have been a really, I'd love to know more about what happened next once the briefcases were opened. I would be in a panic going, oh my God, how am I going to get this back to the bank oh i gotta drive directly to the bank what am i gonna do do i need to make an appointment please just give me a gift card (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking i'm sitting there going okay now you're just creating more problems for me (laughs) (laughs) that's the way to see it ladies good job you know george don't don't get me wrong i respect your your heart was in the right place however we're glass half empty girls we're always thinking of the next tragedy so that we can prepare in advance <laughs> for what we're gonna do to troubleshoot that tragedy oh man hmm. by the way when he did the uh interview with george uh excuse me with gq it starts with george clooney had neck surgery this morning and they gave him fentanyl i'm out of it now Clooney oh. says not seeming out of it at all. Clooney then shows me the neck brace they sent him home with. It's the typical big white priest collar thing, which he has decided not to wear except when he needs some sympathy. <laughs> That's George funny. Clooney. Funny guy. He's almost 60. Yeah. He's 59. Yeah. Good looking dude. He is a smooth looking guy. Yeah. I only had one very brief encounter with him. Oh, here it comes. <clears throat> and obviously it was like looking in a mirror <laughs> in my distant future. And I just in a very brief encounter as he's sort of bobbing and weaving on a red carpet. This is what can happen toward the end of a red carpet line. They hit all their big stops, right? They're talking with Entertainment Tonight. They're talking with E! News, People Magazine. And then they get to the rest of the carpet at these award shows where you're just lucky to be there. Mm-hmm. Then they do a, a bout, bob, and weave where they sort of come up near the 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 rope, the velvet rope where mm-hmm. all of the media is. And then they bounce, take a couple steps back, walk a few steps down closer to the entrance where they're trying to get to. Then they bob right back in. They weave back out. I caught him on a bob or a weave, I forget, but at any rate, he gave me something quick, but all you need with him is about 10 seconds, and he's he just is winsome, he's charming, he just, he is so our Cary Grant. Oh, yeah. Yes, you know? that smile, I bet okay. you just feel goosey inside, even you, Steve. Yes, oh, oh my gosh, I love Clooney, I love Clooney. Might I give the recommendation, again, Don, it's on the list. The Fantastic Mr. Fox with George Clooney, with Bill Murray, with Meryl Streep, with Jason Schwartzman, with Steve Buscemi, I believe. Hmm. I tried it, okay? Okay. It's all there, and it's a great, it looks great. Wes Anderson is behind it. Stop motion, wonderful stop motion. I've never seen it. Wait, what's stop motion? It's like like claymation. Yeah. I'm not going to watch yes, that. Yes, you will. Yes. No. You know what we got to do? I got to, I got to, will you let me look up the trailer? And if yeah, I see sure. that it's, if I see that it's okay, after the break, maybe we could play the trailer yeah, for you sure. to see if you might like it. Okay, Steve. Donna. You got it, buddy boo. <laughs> buddy boo. I'll try. I'll try. Okay. It's so funny. I would jump at the chance to watch. Like, I I have never seen it, and it's always been like, oh, I have to see that. I'm more intrigued if it's, like, stop motion. And she went, I'm not going to watch that. I'm just not a cartoon person. 
Yeah. You like Looney Tunes. I do like Looney Tunes. And you know what? Animaniacs. I do like Family Guy. Yeah, okay, you like Family Guy. It's hilarious. It is so funny. But I'm not going to make appointment viewing my thing with Family Guy. Thank you. Hey, November prizes and my box <gasps> listener rewards. You could win $1,000. It's a $1,000 little blind spot window warm-up to be exact. How cool is that? That's really great. And lanky. You can win an at-home virtual screening of the film Uncle Frank on November 23rd, which is just a few days from now. That's great. We've got gift cards to local retailers, restaurants, and more. Register for rewards. Listen and enter to win. Right now, when you register, you'll be entered for a chance to possibly win $10,000. You can see all the goodies up for grabs and listen to rewards on the app or on mytalk1071.com. All right, I'm going to look up this trailer. All right, you okay? look up that trailer. And see if I, if I deem it's good enough, then we'll play it after the break for Donna. Also, um... Why fake news, fake news is good for you. All righty. Did he do it? Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Steve was going to look for the trailer for the fox and the hound or something. No, like no, that. no, Donna. No. <laughs> now listen, Donna, I'm going to I'm going to want you to pull up the link but don't press play yet. We'll press it together. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, go actually go to 6 seconds in. Go to in, 6 seconds little, in. Hold on, wait. Green. Oh no. Thank you, Don. You're oh, a pro. Oh no. So here now before we play it. Wait a minute. I had looked at another trailer. This is trailer two for the fantastic Mr. Fox with the aforementioned George Clooney. We were talking about his big generous effort that he did years ago of giving 14 of his friends a briefcase with $1 million in cash cash in each of them and how he did it and had to get in a van that had a florist sign on it and go into a vault to this undisclosed location in L.A., go down the vault, get the money, come back up, the whole thing. At any rate, it got us talking about the fantastic Mr. Fox, which is on Donna's list. Of shows to watch. The first trailer I saw was a in a world, and it was an old right, school trailer. That's what I was watching when you were watching the second one, and I so I watched the first one, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't giving it the the yeah. sort of je ne sais quoi Le that I think it needs." And so, what we'll do is hmm? Donna. Okay, we're gonna play the fantastic Mr. Fox trailer two. Are you watching it, Donna? Not yet. I thought we were going to do it together. In, okay? Yeah, I, I understand. Are you ready to right press now. play? Yeah, stick them up. Here we go. Three, two, one. Who am I, Kylie? Why a fox? Why not a, a horse or a beetle or a bald eagle? I'm saying this more as like existentialism, you know? I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds illegal. Wes Anderson creates a triumphant Bear with that. storytelling. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Honey, I'm seven non-Fox years old now. My father died at seven and a half. I don't want to live in a hole anymore. And I'm going to do something about it. <laughs> Don't buy this tree, Foxy. This Bill is Murray. Bobby's Bunce and Bean, three of the meanest, nastiest, ugliest farmers in this valley. You're moving into the most dangerous neighborhood for someone of your type of species. Your comments are valuable, but I'm going to ignore your advice. A cuss you are. Are you cussing with me? No, you cussing with me. Don't cuss and point. You're going to cuss with somebody you're not going to... <laughs> Just buy the tree. Okay. Rolling Stone Raids. Great. Fantastic Mr. Fox is a movie that deserves to be called groundbreaking. Like nothing you've seen before. We look good. Yeah, we do. It's proof that Pixar doesn't have a monopoly on heartfelt and funny animation. Whoa, that was on the nose. <laughs> I'm asking if he thinks we're in for a hard winter. Academy Award winner, George Clooney. Yeah. What's this thing you do, the whistle with the clicking sound? That's my trademark. Academy Award winner, Meryl Streep. Yes. You really are a quote unquote fantastic fox. I try. Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray. Willem Dafoe, Owen yeah. Wilson. Whackbat. Real simple. There's three grabbers, three taggers, five twig runners, and a player at Whackbat. Center tagger likes a pine cone, <laughs> chucks it over the basket, and the Whackbatter tries to hit the cedar stick off the crossroads. That's how I feel about chess. Fox. Twig runners dash back and forth until the pine cone burns out, then you count up <laughs> however many score downs it adds up to and divide that by nine. <laughs> what is this about? Donna, it's a great movie. It's a, it's a oh. kind of a heist movie. It's a heist movie. Okay. And it's great. And it look doesn't it look lovely? It yes. Looks cozy. The color palette looks cozy. Oh, I do love, I love foxes. It. Do you? I do too. They're so cute and fun. Yeah. And pretty. And they're just very friendly. It's one of the most just want to play a lot. One yeah, of the most under kill you, but Oh, they definitely kill you yeah. if given the chance. But it's one of the most underrated quote unquote animated movies in recent memory. And boy, I did not know that in that trailer rolling stone would go straight up and down at like in pixar those grade a b words (laughs) they don't have the market on cute animated films that are heartfelt donna how does that make you feel all right i'll watch it i'll watch it how do we watch it steve i think it's on uh disney plus oh all right i'm putting it on the dang list well here's what we're gonna do on friday this friday we are going to Put the list on Facebook. This will be our Facebook question for Friday done, okay? Okay. Let's put the list out there. We'll get it narrowed down. I think it's at like seven or eight things right now. Yeah. And then have my talkers, majority rules, determine which movie from, quote unquote, the list Mm -hmm. you need to watch within the next week. Okay. Donna. I'll do it. Why don't I just watch this one? You, oh, now you'll. Oh, she wants to watch this one. I'll watch this one. You like it, Donna? I'll watch it. Donna. Giller. Giller. It you is on like. Disney Plus. Okay. It's on Disney Plus. Yes. Yes, wait. We can group watch it. Oh, my God. Should we do that? Oh, Steve. What do you He's mean? Got, like a lot of kids. I don't want to be on Zoom with you guys. No, it's a, it's a feature that Hulu has, and then also now Disney Plus, where. You hit the little people symbol, and you can watch it together. So it's not like you can see one another, but you know that you're watching at the same time, and you can comment. It's like tweeting while you're 
watching something. Mm, I don't know. Can we all get our schedules together? Nope. Donna Not and I can. Chance. Yeah, Donna and I could do it in like 45 right minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it now. I could do it on my yeah. app right now. Oh my gosh. All right. I'll watch it. Did you guys hear about the other big movie that everyone's talking about? Which one? Okay, I'm not sure Tenet? anybody's talking about it. Not that one. It's Wonder um, Woman? It's a Spike Lee movie about the yes. guys who launched Viagra. Oh. It's a Viagra musical. Yep. What? Yep. Spike Lee's Viagra musical yep. coming to. Is this a spoof? I bet it'll be funny. It's Well, it's based on an article that was in Esquire called All Rise, the untold story of the guys who launched Viagra. <laughs> So I want to make sure to complete my sentence there. I was going to say coming to a theater near you, but I just said coming to. Okay, which isn't great. And that's not a good fragment no. in the context of this conversation. Nope. You know, I remember my, so my aunt worked for Pfizer and oh, wow. she gave us the heads up like months before it came out and said, you know, there's, it's a really good time. Heads insider up. trading. There's something called Viagra. This is insider trading. Well, she actually did. <laughs> this is insider trading. No, she. it wasn't a stock tip at all. She was just like coming very soon as an announcement about this new drug that's meant for, was it meant for blood pressure or yes. heart? Yes. But they're using it for something different, for erectile dysfunction, and uh-huh. it's going to be huge. <laughs> Maybe it not. Sure I mean, it depends on, on who it is. But anyway, um, so I just, I remember that. I want to go back and see what year that was. Let's play a game. 651-641-1071. Play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge with us. You call now. You play. You might win. See you. It's coming up next. All right, sucker. Are you ready to play? Okay. Let's do it. It's time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Don McLean. I want to see how smart you are. With a score of 98 for Steve and 74 for Donna Valentine, we're playing the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Normally, normally we play this at 10.30. We're playing at 11.30 today to make room for our other contests, which you can sign up for on our app or at mytalk1071.com. It's called Live for Free. But right now, we have Jake on the line. Hi, Jake from State Farm. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Jake. Hello. You haven't heard that one before, have you? Yeah, Jake sounded impressed by that line. Yeah, I heard that yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Uh, you're calling from where? Minneapolis. Population 437,069 as of this year. And if you had to eat the same thing every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Oh, good answer. Okay, if you win today, you're going home with a My Talk t-shirt. Uh, the topic today on the College of Pop Culture Knowledge is Grammy for Best New Artist. Oh, Grammy wow. and Pappy. So, Jake, it comes down to you. Who do you think knows more about Grammy for Best New Artist, Donna or Steve? I'm going to go with Steve. Yeah, okay, that's right. Donna's gonna Get out of here, Donna. What are you wearing, Jake, from State Farm? <laughs> A red shirt. You're Sounds to say hideous. A red shirt. 
That sounds hideous. Okay, uh, so Donna's going to leave the room so that she will not hear the questions and answers in advance. And uh, the timer will start after I ask the first question. The topic, once again, Grammy for Best New Artist. Are you ready, Steve? Fine. Okay, Jake, be quiet in the background Shut while up, he Jake. answers, and then we'll get your get your input at the end. Here we go. Question number one. 1973 winner, 20 years later, starred in Hocus Pocus. Bette Midler. Question two. The 1990 winners later had their award rescinded. Millie Vanilli. Question three. 2012's winner was a band from Eau Claire, fronted by Justin Vernon. Name the band. A band from Eau Claire, Justin Vernon. 2012, band from Eau Claire, Justin Vernon. Mm, I am upset with myself. That's okay. Let's see if we can get some help from Jake on that one. Do you know the answer? That one I do not. Dang it, Jake. I agree with the other ones, though. You know, you agree with the other ones. Okay. We're going to, this is going to be a tie. We're going to a tiebreaker, so Uh get loose. Maybe she could win, Jake. I don't know. I'm sorry that I let you down. Oh, no. Now, don't. It's right after I told him to shut up. Dude. Hey, man. Oh, hey, Donna. Hello. Boy. Hi, guys. Okay, You're Donna gonna do back. It. She's going to do a great job, Grammy, for the best new artist. Uh, the timer will start after I ask the first mm. question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, I'll turn this timer down a little bit for you. Okay, no, make it louder. So loud. Freak her out. Okay, here we go. Question number one. 1973 winner, 20 years later, starred in Hocus Pocus. Bette Midler. Question two. The 1990 winners later had their award rescinded. Millie Vanilli. Question three. 2012's winner was a band from Eau Claire, fronted by Justin Vernon. Name the band. Owl City? That's not right. Can you, Justin Vernon fronted it, a band from Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. I, 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 what, what, the other night he said was uh, Soul Asylum. That's not right. <laughs> what would you like to go with, Owl City or Soul Asylum? Oh, Owl City. Okay. Dang it, Donna. All right. Here we go. Let's go over the questions and answers. Uh, number one, 1973 winner, 20 years later, starred in Hocus Pocus. Steve said Bette Midler. So did Donna. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, question two. The 1990 winners later had their award rescinded. Name them. Steve said Millie Vanilli. So did Donna. That's correct. Oh, no. Okay, question three. 2012's winner was a band from Eau Claire, fronted by Justin Vernon. Name the band. Steve did not have an answer. Donna said Owl City. The answer is... Bony Vare. Oh, oh no. yes. Okay. Yes. I Bone thought Bony Vare was just a singer and his name was Bone. I did too. Okay, or so Boney. now we're going to go into <laughs> Bony Maroney. All right, now, Jake, you get to play during this. Okay, Jake, you can yell out if you know the answer to this one, okay? Perfect. Okay, this song is by the 2005 <sighs> Best New Artist Grammy winner. Name. That's Beethoven. Sorry. Yep. Name <laughs> name the artist. Here we go. Leanne Rice. Oh, Maroon 5. Oh, Steve won. And that's good news for Jake. Yeah. Sorry about that. My mouse clicked on the other square. Jake, congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Good job, Jake. 
All right. Uh, Thanks, Jake. Jake, any any other words you'd like to say before I put you on hold real quick? Uh, no, I love my talk. I listen every day. Love you guys. Oh, we love you, Jake. Even Aww. though we were giving you a hard time. Okay. All right, let me put you on hold, and I'll get you in just a second for that info. Man. <laughs> I thought there might be a Leon Rhymes in there, you know? Yeah. Youngest ever. Rocco's listening in the other room. Way to go, Rocco. Love you. Hey, Rocco. Hey, Rocco. Uh, all right. Thanks, Dawn. That was fun. Yes. Hey, no problem. Hey, Donna. Hey, Steve. Knock, knock. I see the lights are on. I can see you moving around in there. Who's the there? Yeah, I know. Suck it. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, hey, I, before you tell us about a new movie that's coming out, I watched uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, and it just started automatically, like the next episode, and I'm like, ah, oh, who is this guy? I don't know who this is. Hey, yeah, okay, Rocco. Hey, Rocco. He said good job. Thanks, Rocco. Oh, oh yeah. and he saw the video yesterday, too. Yeah, I Very just saw funny. that. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, you're a rock star. Donna. What? You played the straight person well. Good job reading the details. Thanks. No, you were great, Donna. No, you're right. I am the straight guy. You're right. Yeah, you're the Martin to my Lewis. I know. Without Martin, Lewis doesn't work. Right. I'm the Ricky to your Lucy. A rudderless clown. Right. Right. Anyway, getting back to my next guest needs no introduction. So, I watched part of Zach Galifianakis... Which looks super funny. They're weird and awkward, and it's it's a crazy dance that David Letterman and Zach do. It's almost like this flirty thing. I can't explain it, but I'll watch the rest of that tonight and get back to you on that. But mm-hmm. I watched the one with Formula One racer uh, Lewis Hamilton. The British guy. Hamilton. Yes. Adorable. Yes, he used to date... Um... Oh, Pussycat Dolls. What's her name? Scherzinger? Oh, Nicole, Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah, yeah, they were together for a long time. Oh, my God. Well, he is quite delightful. And he has this beautiful relationship with his dad and has this great appreciation for him. His dad is also part of it. And it's just, I love this guy. Oh, cool. I love him. He just seems like a really sweet guy. He's got a lot of style. Yeah. He is a champion when it comes to racing and i guess my point is don't just shut something down because you don't know a lot about it because i feel like i did end up learning quite a bit about formula one racing a little interesting we have a tendency to sort of with those kind of skip through and be like i don't know who that is i don't know or even with a podcast if i see someone i'm like eh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but if you give it a chance you might go Okay, well, now I have new information and new knowledge about something I never knew anything about before. And that's not a bad thing. So, Cool. I really liked it. I am so behind on that show, man. Well, because you're watching, like, kiddie stuff. (laughs) You're watching children's stuff. Yeah, yeah. My kids just went through, they went on a tear with my wife. They watched 52 episodes (gasps) in the last month. Of a show called... Now, they're about half-hour episodes, like 29 minutes, I think, each one. Uh, but it's a show that's on Netflix we had never heard of. Totally not for you guys, but for families out there that sort of like the Harry Potter vibe. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. especially if you haven't done Harry Potter yet. It's kind of a nice gateway drug to that. Is called The Worst Witch. And there are four seasons of it. The fourth season just wrapped up, and they're planning a fifth, and it's on Netflix. And they really were digging that. So that's what the fam's been watching. Oh, what's yeah. it about? Uh, it's about a girl who one day from her London flat is looking out the window, and the clouds seem to take the shape of a castle of sorts. Mm. Think Hogwarts. And then it goes away, and then she sees it again, and then boom, a witch lands on her little the deck or the patio that they have. She's like, what the heck is going on here? Turns out there is a real witch school that only people who have witch in them can see. Mm. And she actually has witch in her, had she had she known. But she is the worst witch at this witch school. All the others have been brought up in it for years and years. And she is the late entrant to the school, the black sheep of sorts. Yeah. And it's a uh, the process of her sort of finding her own way there. But... Yeah, the kids and uh, wife quite enjoyed that show together. So much so that once they finished it, my daughter said, can we start re-watching it again? Oh my gosh, really? Which oh, I want to do cute. with Scandal. Scandal was such a fun show to watch because an episode would end and you were like, oh shoot, that's an interesting twist. Let's get to the next one. And they had some great monologues in there. The character who played uh, the, the the Cyrus Bean character was great. Olivia Pope's father, who I can't remember the name of the actor. Oh, Eli Pope is who he was in the show, was fantastic. That guy could read you the phone book and you would be on the edge of your seat. Oh, Lord in heaven. Wow. Really liked Scandal. Okay. Colleen said she loves the worst witch. Oh, is that right, Colleen yeah. Bradley? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Colleen Bradley. <laughs> that's not her last name, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> For Colleen, from Colleen and Bradley, that excuse me. Um, oh, well, that's that's good to hear. Well, they are doing a fifth season. They just have to uh, go through some COVID stuff right now, but they're hoping the fifth season comes out in the fall of 21. The fourth season just came out, which is why we saw it. And then we started back at episode one, and boom, just went on a tear. 52 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Are you going to tell us about this new movie when we come back? You No, you don't need to know about the new. No, there's a new Tom and Jerry movie. You're going to like it because, you know, there's sledgehammers and stuff involved. Kind of <laughs> looks like a Roger Rabbit vibe, too. It's coming out next year. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it. I want to tell you okay, about a, uh, and maybe Donna, would you be able to link this up? I already did. Great. So we had a guest on our show yesterday, Dr. Arkel Giorgio, who came on and in about four minutes gave you more grounded information about the current state of affairs with COVID, why it's very serious right now, and why there's also really good news right now. It was just such a good perspective of it all. Mm. Um, So we'll dig into a little bit of what we shouldn't (laughs) set. We're coming back. Will you please stay there? (laughs) Bye. Bye. Third hour of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1. Final stretch, as a matter of fact. Mm. Ooh. I've been rubbing my plantar fasciitis foot. It's been a while since we've had uh, health problem talk. Oh, I've got one. Mm. But I uh, have been rubbing it on a uh, lacrosse ball. Oh, that's got to feel better. Yeah, you can tell it's getting into some of that tissue that's hurting. Have you heard of, not fissures, what am I thinking of? Hang on. A nice. I'll turn this music off. It doesn't <laughs> really fit plantar fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of it? It's a ah D word. I'm not going to be able to think of it. Can you explain? It's it? not a knot. It's more than a knot. It's an adhesion. Oh. An adhesion. Have you heard of an adhesion? I don't no. know, but I might have one on the back of my head. Explain. Okay, an adhesion is where something 
an abnormal union of membranous surfaces due to inflammation or injury. Also, the action or process of adhering to a surface or object. So imagine an adhesion is this inflammation stuff that is then sticking to a surface in your body, let's say your neck or your back, where it shouldn't be. And what you need to do is go through a therapy where they actively work on these adhesions, trying to get them to finally release. Think like a barnacle on the bottom of a ship. And when you get them to release, then the pressure that's happening on some part of your body as a result of inflammation is no longer there and the pain goes away. Huh. I think I might have adhesions in my neck. Hmm. I see. I have a marble to gumball size something on the back of my head. Is it by your skull? Yeah, it's my skull. It's right by the base of my skull. Have you ever hit your head before? No, it feels like some type of some type of assist. Lymph node, maybe? I don't know, mm. but I don't like it, and I'm obsessed with touching it. Oh, I think you should go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Do you think you should? No, I just, I, I'll wait a little bit more. For what? <laughs> maybe to see if it heals on its own. Anyway. Boy, ladies, isn't this just what our men are always like, huh? <laughs> oh, man. I need to go get a physical. All right. I need to get a physical. I want to tell you something. That's what yeah, we do yeah, that's here. What we yeah. do. How about information um, instead of just Inflammation? <laughs> yes, yes. We what? had Dr. Arkel Giorgio on our show yesterday. Dr. Arkel Giorgio was with us on Twin Cities Live for five weeks straight whenever the pandemic first hit in March yes, and April. Yes, that's right. And every day we would just go to her and what's the latest, what's the latest. So uh, she's going to be joining us again on a daily basis after Thanksgiving break. But she stopped by yesterday to give kind of a state of the state. And she went through the bad news, the good news, and the better news. Okay. And we've linked it up so you can see it on the Donna and Steve show, uh, show links page. And it's good to hear it from her because she rounds it out with some good context. And look, she's a doctor. She just knows things that I don't know. But here are the bite-sized bits of information that she gave. The bad news first is that the pandemic is worse than it was in the spring. And she showed this chart mm. with it showing positive cases to which some people, and they're not idiots for thinking this, some people are like, okay, there are more positive cases, but we're also testing a ton more. There may have been a lot of people with COVID back then, but they weren't getting tested. Now we have more testing available, which is great. So maybe that's just the thing to which she said, if you think that, here's the other part of the chart that you need to see. And then she showed an orange line which showed daily hospitalizations. And they are 46% higher mm. than at the peak in April. Wow. So even if you think, okay, there are more tests, which is why there are more positive cases, and there's some level of truth to that when there is expanded testing, the number of hospitalizations daily is a very important number in terms of our healthcare uh, being overstressed, We've talked a lot about ventilators being accessible to those who need it, et cetera. So hospitalizations are up, and that number is important because that's people who are really sick from COVID. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Okay. We are smarter about how to treat those hospitalized patients. The uh, case fatality rate is now 2% versus 4% that it was in the spring. So in the spring, for those hospitalizations, as I understand it, um, there was a 4% fatality rate. That number is now a little, I believe it's a little bit below 2%. So it's good because we've learned things like lay them on their stomach. Mm -hmm. um, there are different you know, therapeutics and, and medications that are 
being able to be administered, which help people's chances of surviving. So that's good. As, as right, a healthcare right. system, we get it. We learn, we've learned and we are getting it. So even though we're seeing more hospitalizations per case, we're seeing fewer deaths. So that's the good news. The best news that she gave us was that there is finally light at the end of the tunnel. She said she is just ecstatic with the promising vaccine news that we got from Pfizer and Moderna the last right. couple of weeks. Because um, I said, hey, you're a doctor. Are we Am I like overly excited about this? Did the stock market get too excited? And she was like, I am thrilled with this information. Oh, so it is awesome. just really great. And remember we were hearing about the temperatures that those vaccines could be kept at? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, those are just transport temperatures so like pfizer's has to be kept at negative 96 moderna's at negative four fahrenheit but those are just for um like for transport they can be stored at they can be stored in like a refrigerator oh okay for up to 30 days it's weird because we're like negative 90 i know i was like where are you gonna get that yeah how do you get that ice yeah, no kidding. But that's just for yeah. Um, like you can when you're freezing it for six months, but it can stay, I guess, refrigerated for thirty days. Anyway, it's a really good segment, and she speaks with a calm voice, and she's a big believer in you know find the optimism, and the optimism can be real when the stats are there and the news is there, and she feels like there's good reason to be optimistic, but also there's sobering news in the same breath that is the current state of affairs with where the uh, the the pandemic is right now which is we've got some tough months ahead of us but things she thinks are going to get better if they keep trending in this direction so um you can check that link out it's a night it's a four or five minutes and each time she comes on our show we just feel like okay that that makes more sense i remember early in the mask debate she did down of the different sorts of masks and what they're actually doing she's always who we turn to when we're like yeah the headlines feel confusing what does it mean? Well, and I think the good news is, too, we know so much more about what to do to prevent, you, you know, to take care of ourselves and to be careful. Like, we're so right. far in, we have so much more knowledge now. Right. So that's a good thing. Okay. And then she said regarding the mouthwash news with, you know, an initial study saying that that could help to kill COVID-19 in your saliva. She said, look, you, they still need to do more studies. It's no, it's not nearly conclusive at this point. She said, but if you're using mouthwash already, keep using it. Keep using it. It'll make your breath fresh and hell might even kill a uh, COVID germ or two while it's in there. Okay. Good to know. And I did link this up for everybody at mytalk1071.com. Link it up, yeah. Clap, clap your hands. Yep. Clap, clap. Don't stop. Clap it. All right. Colleen and Bradley are going to be coming in next. Don't forget they have a new podcast also. Check it out where you find your podcasts. They go deep in the shallow, you guys. We go shallow in the deep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're coming in next. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 9.